This is It Is What It Is, a podcast gumbo featuring Max Lit. What's going on? So, uh, y'all already know what it is. This is the It Is What It Is podcast, a podcast gumbo featuring me, Max Lit. And today is a kind of a special podcast because we are broadcasting live from Maine. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into all of that. But we are also joined by Davlin. Hey, woo! Davlin Hill, Davlin Athena, Athena Willow, all the AKAs. We've been going through the AKAs this, this the last couple of days. So, um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. I wanted to make sure that we could get a podcast done. Uh, while we were here, because anyone who's listening who knows my backstory as far as, you know, things that I've always wanted to do, Maine has been a big, big, big thing on my list, and we did it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and talk about some other stuff, but before I get into all the Maine shenanigans from my side, um, I wanted Davlin to just talk about, you know, the trip, you know, the things we have, how this trip came about, and all that stuff. So take it away, Dav. Mm, now that is an interesting story how this all happened. Um, I happened to look um, in my email one day and had a, a, mail, <clears throat> a message from Broadway because I love a good Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about Wicked and they had um, a black person playing one of the main um, roles of Glenda. And uh, I love Wicked. And I was like, hmm, maybe we can go see Wicked. In the meantime, we also had a conference um, scheduled for where I work for, Speaking Down Barriers, um, in D.C. And so trying to finagle how that could happen. Hmm, how can we get to D.C.? Um, and then we have something to do in Durham. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do we fit all this together? And then all of a sudden, the dots just fell into place. And it was like, okay, we can go to New York. We can go to D.C. <gasps> Why not go to Maine? Yeah. Why not go to Maine? And then I asked you, and you were like, hmm. So we were talking about this the other day, um, about how that all came about. And when, when, when Davlin asked me, did I want to go? And I, n- I hadn't said anything about my hesitation on going until, well, yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> so we've been in Maine since Monday. Today is Thursday, uh, September 15th. So we had already been here, what, two days? Mm-hmm. When I had said something about, you know, originally I was going to say no. And she's like, what? And so um, the, the reason why I was originally going to say no was because immediately when the opportunity came, I've been planning a trip to Maine for at least, I would say the last, realistically, like saying, all right, we're going to do it, we're going to do it um, for the past three years. And every time, you know, I would plan it, something would happen, some, you know, things would just, it got wild. So, um... And the idea for me coming here, before we get into all the backstory and all that, was for me to come here, kind of, you know, survey the scene, get some writing done. And I really wanted to be in my own space. But, you know, you tell people what you want to do, it usually turns into a party. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> 10 people was going, I was like, nah, we're not going to do that. And other things. Um, but the hesitation happened because, as anyone who's listening knows, Davlin. Uh, Davlin speaks a lot of things into existence. Mm-hmm. And so when she asked me, I knew she was going. <laughs> um, and I, I got I got a little bit scared uh, because I was like, wow, here's the opportunity for me to do this. And I, I, I did not really know why I was hesitant. But I pushed through it and I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can go. And 
you know, the le- things leading up to it, you know, were kind of crazy, you know, work related and, and life related. Um, just getting to the point where we were going to leave. And then, you know, we hit the road, you know, uh, hit New York, saw Wicked, which, all right, y'all. <laughs> now, I'm going to let Davlin give the, 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 the storyline behind Wicked. Uh, so, spoiler alert. If anyone who's listening is planning on going to see the Broadway show Wicked, you might want to stop the podcast right now because we're going to talk about it. But um, went to the play. The play was amazing. Um, and next thing you know, we're in Maine. So how did it feel for you to, to, to get here? Um, so I just needed people to know I wasn't a part of those plans those three years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were like talking over the last three years. It's been different kind of iterations of what it would look right. like. <clears throat> so... Um, I know, I don't know if people have seen, um, your post on social media, but you have that little cup that says Maine Destiny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would always see when I open the counter, like, oh, oh, there it is. Open the cabinet. There it is. Maine Destiny, Maine Destiny, Maine Destiny. So you see it all the time. It's kind of in the back of my mind. And so just to be able to kind of be along for your experience has been like really exciting. It would build. Like we get further and further north and I'd be like, oh my God. And <laughs> I'm just like, here. she's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, because my whole thing is I'm just trying to get to where we're going to be at, you know, wherever that is. Right. So we're going to do a lot of this backing up throughout the podcast because there's bits and pieces of the story that makes everything kind of connect to it. So if you've been listening to the podcast uh, over the past, I guess, two years that I've been or maybe a little bit longer, but there was a gap. um, Everyone knows Davlin is the housemate, quote unquote, that I've been referring to for uh, a little while. Um, and I finally have her on the podcast. I forget that when, like, if, if, if like you said the, with the cup, right? Mm-hmm. Send a cabinet. We open up the cabinets every day. So sometimes you don't realize that the people around you are taking note of the things that you say you want to do, right? Yeah. So when you said, oh, I see the, 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 the Tumblr, main destiny, main destiny, main destiny. I didn't, that never came into my brain that you would see that every single day, right? Because yeah. I put that cup in the cabinet. Shout out to my sister, Veronica. Um, she made that cup for me, um, what, 2016? So I developed a hashtag for social media posts relating to my work, uh, writing and all that stuff. Hashtag main destiny. Uh, if you go to the Instagram post, uh, you will see the whole story. I'm not going to get into it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you kind of saw that going. And you know, anyone who knows Davlin knows that Davlin's mind is always working. So... <laughs> A number of the trips that we've been on, either together or with a group of our friends, um, Davlin has been working on them for a long time when it finally becomes an opportunity to, to do it, right? Right. It's always Things are always working in the back of my mind, yeah. you know? Um, and so I have always wanted to go north to Vermont to see the leaves change. Mm-hmm. That's been one of the things I've wanted to do. And so coming this far north is like, I'm on my way, yeah. <laughs> you know? The leaves are changing slowly here, but I want to come back when they're like in full beauty, like in the middle of October. Uh, But so those kind of things kind of run together in part of the desire for like destiny, for your main destiny, my Vermont destiny. It's like, oh, we'll stop in Maine first. Came together, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So we're recording this as we're sitting in the spot that uh, Davlin found, uh, Airbnb, and we're overlooking the bay. I don't, well, so we're in Wells Beach, right? So I don't know if that bay has a particular name, but we're literally in the middle of where the bay is. So I'm literally looking out the uh, the deck doors. And on the other side of us is the beach. And 
you got a chance to go to the beach yesterday, right? Yeah, so yeah. The talk ocean about that is a awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Our, um, it's really close. It's um, maybe a thousand, a thousand feet, a thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's really close. Um, and so to walk down there and see the water, oh, man, just like ah, <laughs> it was yeah. like singing. Um, and I really, I really loved it. Just sat down on, on the sand. The sand is really nice and packed. Different kinds of shells. Just walking on the beach. It was really quiet, mm-hmm. which was surprising. So maybe there were four or five other people out there. Wow. Um, and it was beautiful. It was really quiet. So I just sat out on the beach, wrote a poem. It was good. Yeah. Uh, we got a chance to go a little bit further into town. Uh, was it? Um, Ogonquit. of uh, Maine. Which, okay, interesting fact that I learned today that Davlin learned while she was looking up stuff to do. Um, I, we were in there like this gift shop getting, you know, souvenirs and trinkets. And um, I saw a sign that said the, the city of Ongunquit was established in 1980. So whenever I see stuff like close around the time that I was born or not very long ago, um, something like established, like a town, I'm like, yo, did you know... Uh, this town was established in 1980. She's like, yeah, that's how I found out about it. So apparently, Ongonquit broke away from the city of Wells and Davlin uh, had a very interesting theory on as to why that happened. So will you share that? Yes, this is not research-based, but when I looked up the town, it was like really LGBTQ plus friendly. Um, and it's really interesting. As soon as we were driving in, we saw the flags start to fly. Mm-hmm. No flags before that. But when we got there, it's a town of artists and fisher and fishermen kind of like coming together to make the town. So I feel like it, it's just a, a space that was created for um, a kind of refuge mm-hmm. of LGBTQ folks. And so I don't know if that's true. But it, it seems like it's probably part, if not the major reason. I mean, and, and with that comes a lot of other things. So if, if that's the case in that little area, so there's probably a lot of political differences mm-hmm. and, you know, economic differences. Yeah. So to see how a town is able, like as early as 1980, uh, or as, as late, if depending on how you want to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or as close to our current time, uh, to see something like that have, has happened and to see what kind of town it is, that was really impressive to me. Um, and also, you know, as black people, you know, you go somewhere where there's not a lot of black folks, you're looking for the black folks, you know, so we've seen black people walk in, we went to this restaurant the other day, uh, to have lunch and we've seen a couple of black folks there or brown folks. Cause there's a lot of indigenous, um, individuals here, of course, you know, you know, the backstory about the pilgrims and the native Americans or indigenous folks. Um, so we ran into a group of older black people. And in my in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna say what's up to him, right? And before we could even say anything, they're like, Hey, how y'all doing? And we was like, Hey, good to see you. And it was like, It's good to be seen, you know. And so we kind of feel, you know, we know what we're saying to each yeah. other, right? Yeah. So that was really really cool, um, especially since you know um, people who know me and know that I really wanted to go to Maine and really want to live here, um, and that's kind of working its way a little bit, you know, talking about it um, to see some 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 friendly black people and the people who you know the white people or the, or the, the local people that we've run into here have been really nice so yeah, far it's called like the friendliest um city in maine that's yeah. just the tagline for wells so and so far we haven't had anything yeah. to show us to dispute that yeah. um so okay so i'm gonna talk a little bit about and please dabble feel free to jump in sure. at any time sure, sure. um so real quick my brother um Titian, when we were little and he was in high school, 
uh, he had the opportunity to uh, be in Maine quite quite a bit. Uh, part of it was school related. Then uh, it seems that he developed a relationship uh, with the person who hosted him and a couple other people from time to time. And he would come back. You know, we grew up in New York City. Not a whole lot of beaches. Uh, at least when I was a kid, there's a bunch of beaches there now, and I guess they they've been able to create those over the past. 40 something years um or at least the beaches that we went to were the same beaches all the time so it was coney island jones beach reese beach but anyway so he comes back and tells us these stories about y'all sitting on a porch watching the whales and that to me was like one of the most amazing things because you don't only time i had seen a whale was in the aquarium right and um you know i had i don't think i had seen humpback whale in real life ever uh and we might get the opportunity to see him some tomorrow we might <laughs> so I always wanted to uh, visit Maine. And then when I started following my passion as a writer, um, I don't know why that appealed to me in that aspect, but I always envision myself in a cabin. Uh, I've Recently, I've come up when people say, you know, how do you see yourself in Maine? I'm like shotgunning the dog, you know, on the porch, chilling. Um, but it's amazing how your friends and your family, the people you come in contact with, the relationships that you have, when you when you tell them about certain things, the, regardless of what they feel about it or how those relationships change, everyone around me has always supported the idea of me going to Maine. Even, you know, my brother, ironically enough, um, when I saw him <laughs> over the weekend, he's like, you know, he's asking us, so what are y'all doing in New York and where y'all going? And so we said, yo, we're going to go up to Maine. And I guess he forgot that I had this story, this backstory. Um, and so he goes, what you trying to go to Maine for? And I was like, yo, you, you don't remember the stories you used to tell? And he was like, oh, oh. so we, we, sit, we sat there for about like 30 minutes kind of reminiscing about that. And we're here. We we're are here. here. We are here. And it is everything that I could have imagined. Like, so we're not in the woods. You know, that's where I kind of envision myself being at. Um, but where we are, it's like, if, if you're thinking of Maine and you're thinking about a coastal city, like a Northern coastal city, it is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's amazing. It's beautiful. The drive up really beautiful. It was an easy drive from New York too. Yeah. Um, New Yorkers will know, uh, when they talk about getting out of the city and going North, you literally, it's like you're escaping the city. Cause it's like, go two miles, take this exit. Go 1.5 miles, take this exit. Go two and a half miles, take an exit and make a sharp right. It's like so many short trips to exit, exit, exit until you get to the New York State Thruway and then it's a straight shot to Maine. So that was pretty immersion. It pretty was. Amazing. And just seeing the trees and the environment. And it, was, it was so nice. So, um, yeah. Um, so, Davlin, I want to... Thank you on the podcast for for making this trip happen, um, and it's and it's interesting too um, working with speaking on barriers. Just the way we are able to work um, right. has allowed a lot of things uh, for me personally to to happen that you know I've talked about for a while, and now you have just a different work environment where your time is a little bit different. And you can kind of, you know, we, I end up working remotely. I mean, work, I work, I work remotely. You work remotely, right. uh, back home. So right. Why workcation. You, exactly. <laughs> you can work and travel. I, look, the pandemic opened up that for sure. Um, being able to travel and <clears throat> do your work at the same time, 
It's so cool. Yeah. You know? So let's talk about a little bit about, like, so you, you've written some poetry while you've been here. Yeah. I've written some poetry while I've been here. Um, I also wanted to work on some pages in the novel. I didn't get a chance to do that, but um, I don't feel like I missed an opportunity. But the creative energy. Mm-hmm. So, it's here. Yeah, definitely, right? Yeah. Um, I know you said you sat on the beach and you wrote. Mm-hmm. Just talk a little bit about the feeling that you have, um, that all that you've had so far being here. Um, so the first day um, was like really restful because, you mm-hmm. know, it was like foggy outside. You can see the fog roll in over the water. Um, and so that was the first day to kind of like let everything kind of wash over me. Mm-hmm. And then being able to go out on the beach and sit there and quiet and get some like peace restored, it allowed some space to open up in my brain and yeah. in my heart. And I was like, okay. So I could just sit down and it was like the poem just came out. Yeah. Just flowed out. That was kind of the same experience with the poem that I wrote the other day. Yeah. I mean, we, me and Davlin talk all the time. You know, we bouncing ideas off each other, you know, just trying to talk about stuff that we got going on, especially on a creative level. Yeah. Um, and, a lot of those thoughts, like Davlin, you talk a lot about downloads. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been downloading ever since we got here. Uh, and so I was able to kind of write a quick piece um, just, you know, of some of the things that I've been talking about or some of the things that, you know, have been on the front of my mind. And the fact that I was able to just kind of sit in this space and look out. Mm. Again, like some this, there's a person who we we've been watching wind sail. <laughs> it's like he's on a, a paddle board or like some sort of surfboard or some sort of board, and he's holding like this. It looks like a, a fin or a sail. It does. Yeah. And you know he he fell in the water yesterday, but he did pretty good today. Um, but just seeing those things in your environment, it's like you wake up in the morning, you look out the window. <sighs> you know. I mean, how I don't even know how I not could not be creative <laughs> and just slower everything. Like my whole my thinking is slower, just feels like really expansive. Yeah, um, yeah. Here, um, we were talking about so the the town that we're in, the little community. It's like you talk about quiet, not a lot of people. But then we went to um, Algonquin. That's where everybody's at, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really the. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I, I told Davlin that this town reminds me of the town. In Jaws, and I think that was upstate New York, so it's 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 relative, right? It does. But literally, everybody's there, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. we was trying to find a parking spot to hit another spot, and this person just pulled up right behind me, and I couldn't back up. So, but even that, even as many people that was there, it didn't seem crowded, right? No, because it's still very few people. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a good space. It's a good town. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. So the creative aspect of the whole thing. That's why I was like, yo, I got to do a podcast and I'm glad you decided to join me yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, so we, we talked about the workcation, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about, so we, we did a couple of things, uh, work related while we were here. Um, one of the things we're working on, I mean, that we had a couple of the, the offerings that speaking down barriers, uh, does and, uh, had those meetings on zoom again, remote. So that's a blessing. Um, yeah. But it's like, it just didn't seem like I get nervous all the time or, you know, just anxious because there's work to do. Um, And I didn't feel any of that while I've been here. No, because it's like you do what comes up. Oh, I got to do this. Let me do it. And then when you're not doing it, you're looking out those windows. Right, right. So it's like even like the day goes by and I don't, one of the days that 
it must have been Tuesday because one of those days went by really fast. Um, it was even, day we didn't go outside because it was the rain. That was because it was like really foggy and it rained most of the day. Um, but even on the days where it goes by really fast, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's been a hectic day. No. And of course we're visiting. So, you know, if we were living here, it'd probably be a little bit different. Mm. But I don't see what I, what I feel is that the people who live here don't take for granted where they are. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how you can. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I lived in New York for half of my life. And there's a lot there that I took for granted. And maybe there there are people here who, I mean, of course, there would be some people who's like, oh, no, I see that every day. The guy who um, <laughs> who we're renting the place from, he, he lives next door. And so we saw the water and, you know, there's grass out there when we came. Like, if you look out there now, it's grass and then the water. And he explains to us the tide comes in, whatever, like that. And then that night we kind of saw the tide come in. The next morning we see him walking across the grass, but, you know, he's clearly in water to his little uh speed dinghy or boat or whatever and we're like whoa <laughs> you know it's, it's nature but it's stuff that you don't see every no, day you really don't. so there's literally a bay that will when the tide comes in it's up to the grass area of the property that we're on and then in the morning it's what what would you say like maybe a thousand two thousand yards yeah, two thousand yeah. two well not even yards feet it's like dry land yeah and he's walking on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, even, and we were talking about this earlier, just me, when I came from South, from New York to South Carolina, you know, that was a big difference. Mm. And then it's to come from South Carolina to Maine. Yeah. It's a big difference. Big difference. And people are, people are friendly here. Cause sometimes yeah. when we go to new places, people don't say like, thank you or you're welcome or hello. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people have been like talking to us. Yeah. Here. So, where we are, we had a hard time finding the place. Yes. Um, not that, oh, it's in the back street and it's around these corners. It's it's not far off the main road. But for whatever reason, the GPS didn't take us directly to the place. So we're thinking, oh, whatever. We had three deliveries. Mm -hmm. All three deliveries, same problem. Except for the guy who delivered the well, on the first day. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about black people, right? It's like, yo, I'm looking for where the black people at. The first... The, is that the first delivery that we had? Mm -hmm. The first delivery we had was a young black guy named Demetrius. And black guy. Real black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really cool to see because we were like, all right, so there's there's people like us somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's like 0.01% of black people in this area. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So At least that was from like the 2010 census, I think. Yeah. And it's like Davlin was saying with people being friendly. So the second delivery that we had, um, they had a hard time finding. Well, no, the first delivery was the coffee. Oh, yeah. That the person, whoever that was, couldn't find a place and just guessed where it was. And, and left it. we had to walk about a block to find it, which was fine. You know, I want somebody's property. I don't know who they are. I'm like, oh, they don't look out the window. Um, but we got it. Second group came by. And uh, they're like, yeah, we were looking for it. And, you know, me, I had on a Wu-Tang t-shirt. And she goes, oh, my God, I love your shirt. I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. And I'm like, you know what? We're home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, I mean, I, I don't know if I could have created a better scenario in my head, you know, than what we've experienced so far while we were here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the persons um, I listened to, her name is um, Genevieve. 
And she was always saying, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. And so at each trip, I feel like it's yeah. like, wow, that was good. How, how's the other one going to be? Yeah. Oh, the better it gets. And it's true. Yeah. This one, the better it gets. And because of the way things are working out as far as the work stuff that we've got going on, um, and we were able to hit New York, then come here, um, I was telling Dav that I was just anxious the entire time I was in New York because that's where I'm from. So I felt kind of obligated to to do things and show you around. And I didn't say anything. And Dav was just chilling, yes. doing her thing. And then it's like, you know, the the, the, the play, we're going to get into that in just a bit. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the play was dope. But then leaving that environment. And I remember the, I, I talked about the last time we were there in New York, um, how that impacted me. I didn't have that impact this time. Uh, which I was grateful for because I was able to kind of enjoy myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the beef patties with the cocoa bread. We got the pizza. You know, everything was good. Uh, so, but then when you're here and it's like, oh, this is what a change of pace feels mm, like. It is a change of pace. Right? Yeah, because it's even slower than where we live. Right. And I was comparing the two earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so when I first came to Greenville, South Carolina, yeah, that was completely slow than uh, what I was used to in New York. Um, and everyone who knows or who lives in Greenville, um, you know, over the past, I would say 10 years, that has changed drastically. It has. Um, but still, slower paced in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The traffic is much better there than it is in <laughs> yes. New York. Uh, crazy track. Oh, just an update. So there was some sort of police checkpoint when we were pulling into New York. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> and so, of course, we're like, oh my God, they're going to want to search the car. <laughs> They must have been looking for a white person because they flashed us and they were like, keep it moving. Yeah. It's <laughs> so not them. It's not them. Really grateful for that. Um, all right. So we're going to get into the, uh, we're going to come back to Maine in just a little bit. So Wicked, Davlin, if you will, just give us a little background information about Wicked. Okay. So I must tell you that I saw Wicked a long time ago when I lived in Kansas <laughs> I know, Wizard of Oz. I know. Go ahead and make all the jokes. De- she definitely lived in Kansas. <laughs> in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, to say the least. Anyway, uh, so I saw it in Kansas, and I loved it. And I saw it again um, uh, in Chicago. And I always wanted to see it where it first started, which mm-hmm. is Broadway. Mm-hmm. And so Wicked is a story of the, quotes Wicked Witch. Um, her name is Elphaba. And um, it's the story of what happened before Dorothy lands in Wizard of Oz. And then it gives a kind of a backstory about what's happening when Dorothy is in Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And... The, I guess the thesis is who's really good and who's really bad? Mm-hmm. What Do intentions matter? What about impact? And then um, the people who influence our life, we are changed by them, and hopefully it's good. Mm-hmm. That's basically the story. So um, I think you undersold it just a little bit. <laughs> um, because, again, taking things for granted, growing up in New York, I, I don't... I don't think I had been to a Broadway show before when we went to New York in June Ooh. and we saw For Color Girls, yeah. which was amazing. Um, but that was off Broadway. Uh, this is a ma- wicked, uh, of course, yeah, at the major Broadway production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had never seen a major Broadway production. Um, a couple of those productions, Wicked actually came to Greenville. Yeah. Uh, the Lion King came to Greenville. I didn't see either of those in Greenville. Uh, so this was really my first Broadway experience. And when I tell you, I understand why the Tony Awards is such a big deal. How, you know, when people say, you got to see this Broadway play. 
there's so many working parts. Even with uh, for color girls, yeah, there was so many working parts. But Wicked, literally moving parts. You got set pieces. You got set designs. You got the 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 the, the tunes. You got the the performances. All these things working in harmony. And then you have the story. Yes, the story <laughs> and the music, yeah. and the colors, and the lights, and the costumes. It all comes together to make a really, really great story that's yeah. like moving and touching, and you can feel it. And it's so fast-paced. Like, you have to pay attention. Like, granted, I was really tired. Uh, I didn't realize how tired I was, but I found myself nodding off during the first half of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the play. And so when intermission came, and I had, you know... Basically, intermission kind of pulled me up out of the, the little doze I was in. Um, so, Davlin's like recapping, and there were some parts that I missed, and I didn't want to say I fell asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> So, in the second act, or the second half of mm-hmm. the uh, play, all the stuff that Davlin had been filling me in on started yeah. to make sense. Yeah. Um, and the story of how it's, to, it's perspective, and the way it correlated to a lot of things that's happening socially. Yeah. Um, is amazing too because how old is Wicked? I don't know. I know I saw it back in um, 2009. Okay. So it was at least that old. Yeah. So the way, and I'm, 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 I would imagine that they're not rewriting. No, the, no, it's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing I saw. So when you talk about, like, one thing that we, you hear often is that you're the villain. You're the villain. You're going to be the villain in someone's story. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you grow up hearing the story of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You hear Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the Good Witch? Yeah. Okay. Glenda the Good Witch, right? So, but there's a there's a there's a uh, a stark difference. Wicked Witch, Good Witch. Right. They didn't say the Good Witch and the Bad Witch. It was Wicked Witch. Mm, that's true. When you in the story of Elphaba, mm-hmm. Elphaba was out there trying to save animals, y'all. She was. You know. She um, was. Dorothy came to Oz. House fell on. Uh, was it Elphaba's? Nessa, her sister. Her sister. Dorothy steals them shoes. Them ruby shoes that she got to get back home? Mm-hmm. Stolen. Mm-hmm. But they were, you know, really important to Nessa, those shoes. Because they were a spell that got her to walk again, exactly. right? Exactly. So there's all of these good things that Elphaba is doing. And then they talk about how, you know, the beginning, the how, how she was, like, her birth. Uh, illegitimate child apparently Mm -hmm. Um, she's only around to take care of her sister Mm -hmm. Um, she's green from birth she's green so she's ostracized from a very young age Glinda the good witch makes fun of her when they're in school and was it like a college yeah they were in school to learn to learn right and so Elphaba has a gift that is recognized by one of the teachers mm-hmm. at the school. Yep. And Glenda is jealous. Yep. But they become quote unquote friends. Yeah, they do. So it's like from her perspective, all she's trying to do is survive. She is. She's trying to survive. She's trying to help people out. She's trying, she wants the, the so the, the society is deciding that animals don't need to speak any. Because in, in Oz, animals speak. Mm-hmm. And so 
they start to say, okay, we don't want animals to speak anymore. We want them to be quiet. They should be seen and not heard. Right. And so then they start to like cage them. And it's like all of this stuff is so correlating to, you know, enslavement. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. like the folks go, you need to be seen and not heard. Just go ahead and do your work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you see this happen and she's standing up saying, no, 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 this is not how it should be. But the powers that be, you know, they threaten her and she's still kind of trying to do her best. Right. But her best is seen as wicked. Right. So fast forward a little bit. Um, so I missed the part where they talk about how the lion, the, ca- mm-hmm. the cowardly lion, how he came to be. But then I picked up on the Tin Man. So basically, the characters in The Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the lion, were results of Elphaba trying to fix a problem, but not knowing how to use the spells correctly. Right. So with the Tin Man, the Tin Man had his heart broken by who? Glenda, the good witch. No, no, no. It was Nessa. Right. Because Nessa, he was in love with Glenda. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, he ended up helping Nessa because that allowed him to be was it that allowed him to be close to Glenda. Yeah, because she was like, you need to this is what will make me happy is if you go and help her. Right. And so he did because he wanted to win Glenda's heart. Right. So Elphaba visits glenda i think after somebody died mm-hmm. right and so glenn uh Elphaba, no she visited Elphaba visited nessa when their dad died. when their dad died yeah. um and so she saw how much pain and hurt that nessa was in she was trying to she's she's in a wheelchair so in her efforts to help her she creates a spell that allow and this is where the ruby shoes come in that allows uh nessa to walk um, the, the the character who plays the Tin Man, I don't remember what his what his name was before Bach. he became the Tin. Bach. Bach, and he's one of the. The Munchkin. Munchkin. Okay, so. Remember the Munchkin. Yeah. Munchkin. Definitely <laughs> different. Definitely different. Uh, yeah, because he's a black Munchkin. He's a, and, you know representation definitely in the play, right? Mm-hmm. So, Bach. Okay. He sees. All right, so Nessa can walk. So now he can go and pursue. Glenda. Nessa gets apparently Nessa had fallen in love with Bach, mm-hmm. had feelings for him. He's heartbroken because she does a spell. Nessa does. She's down there trying to read this, and she's like, "Can we do that? Don't do that! Don't right. do that!" And when she did it, she was killing Bach, and and so okay. Elphaba steps in, saves him, but he becomes a ten man because Elphaba asked during the spell. She didn't want him to feel any pain. She didn't yeah. want him to feel any hurt. And because she was inexperienced using the spell, the Tin Man has no feelings. Yep. Has no heart. So. Okay. No heart. I don't, please take the heart, the pain out of his heart. Mm-hmm. And he ends up not having a heart. The, the, was it, what, what was it? Faggio? Uh, Fiero. Fiero. Okay. So Fiero ends up being the, or, Basically, Glenda the Good Witch and Fiero, who was a soldier in the army. Yeah, he be- well, he became a soldier later, but yeah, they met in school. They were gonna, they got married. They were gonna get married, right? They got mm-hmm. engaged, but he she he didn't really want to marry her anyway. He wanted to be with Glenda. Here we go. <sighs> Just try angle. So then Glenda uh, Glenda gets mad, throws um, uh, Elphaba under the bus, and situations happen. And so um, yeah, he ends up needing to survive. And needing a spell to survive. And ends up turning the the uh, Elphaba in her effort to try to help. 
mm-hmm. ends up turning him into the scarecrow. It's often like how our efforts to try to help a situation when we don't know kind of what's going on, we don't mm-hmm. know everything, it ends up making things worse, right? Yeah. Think about the the um, the war on drugs. We mm-hmm. need to do something about this, this, this these drugs. And so, well, we know also it's yeah. black people. Yeah. But <laughs> they were trying to do something about the war on drugs. It makes things worse, right? Yeah. Um, we talked about, I mean, I guess because the 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 premise behind the play was so fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked a lot about um, well-intentioned people. Yes. You know, how no matter how good your intentions are, sometimes it just ends up being worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that's what happened with uh, Elphaba. Now, the, the, the crazy part of that, whole thing, and we're, we're kind of jumping forward too because I don't want to give away too much of the play. Um, but... Alphabet. So now her reputation sucks in Oz, right? Yeah. She's the wicked witch. All of the bad things that happen in Oz because of uh, yeah, Alphaba. Really, that's not true. <laughs> and so when you know when 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 certain people have an opportunity to find out what really happened, and Glinda is out there, you know, oh, but I love you. I care about you. Da 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 da. They figure out a way for uh, Alphaba. To be able to do what it is that she wants to do. Be with Fierro. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Fierro? Yeah. Fierro. And otherwise, again, not going to give away everything. Um, but uh, Elphaba tells Glenda, because she's like, I'm going to restore your name. I'm going to let everybody know all the good that you've done and that you were really just trying to help. And she's like, no, don't try to make me out to be good. Let them think I'm wicked. Mm-hmm. So she could go and do her thing. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, because she knew that they would turn against Glenda as well. Mm-hmm. And she wanted them to have a leader and to, yeah, to be able to survive. Yeah. She needed to survive, her and Fierro. So, so the villain in this story. I mean, who is the villain, right? Is it the man who came from, you know, from the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and started all this stuff with the, um, who was it? The Emerald City? Who's in the Emerald City? The wizard. The wizard, yes. Yeah. So was it the wizard who is evil? Was it the teacher at the school? Mm-hmm. Was it Glinda? Was it Elphaba? Because Glinda did some jacked up stuff too. Because she, she was mad when Fierro peaced out. She was. So it, it, it just really impacted me on a level of just perspective. Because, you know, we all have different experiences in life and, you know, we fuck up some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we disappoint people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in relationships, you're the bad guy, I'm the good guy, you know, or, you know, yeah. she was horrible, um, he was horrible, they were horrible. Um, it depends on who's telling the story. And somewhere in the middle <laughs> is the actual truth of how things actually happen. Because nobody is all good and nobody's all right, bad. Right, right. So there's some there's some movement for all of us in those, how that story gets told. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting how how our viewpoints and our feelings about that we're able to uh relate that to our trip mm-hmm. right because main destiny had in its in its iterations were based upon some negative things that i experienced in life mm-hmm. with people yeah. um but it was also birthed from goals and part of it, you know, when you when you go through life and you have goals, people that you spend time with or people that you're in relationships with, friends, family, otherwise, um, they become part of that. And th- some of them latch on 
you know, because they they feel like, you know, if you're talking about this is what you want to do, I'll be a part of that. Of course, they, they would think that, I, you know, I thought that those people would be part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you move on or those individuals move on. Everybody moves on. Um, but then it's still. We're here. Right. Yeah. And so the whole time I'm thinking, wow, I wonder how the story's being told from those individuals perspective. Right. And it actually gave me a lot of comfort to know that regardless of what anybody else might be saying about you or what you might be saying about them, if you just stay on target with your stuff, all the things that you said you wanted to do, no matter what you went through getting there, you actually can do. This is like being here right now is a direct representation of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't matter what somebody else says. You know what you did. You know your experience. And so, of course, they're going to have what they're thinking. But, you know, really, it's like, mind your business. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't matter how you get to where you want to be at, right? <laughs> so, I have been planning all of these times to come, right? Yeah. I remember my sister sent me a Groupon to, to stay at a hotel in Maine. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to bring somebody with me because I don't know if I'm going to be in Maine by myself. <laughs> and... I not that I had put the 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 idea of visiting here on hold, but it was gonna be on hold for a minute. Um, and then all of a sudden, opportunity comes up. Right. Hit the road. We talk about this a lot, but the how. We, mm-hmm. The how. It's so easy to get wrapped up in how is this gonna happen? How is it gonna happen? Urgh, you bear down. I gotta make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta like release it. I don't know how it's gonna happen. If it's really desired, it can come into alignment through all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your alignment is to find joy. Keep working, keep moving forward. You never know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. And we were talking the other day, um, yesterday, with the the so one of the the conferences that we're gonna be going to. Um, we were talking with the people the people that we were paired up to to work with, um, and we were talking about. Um, I'm losing my thought. We were talking about you were talking about the how. And being in alignment, oh, I'm losing. It. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We had all kinds of conversations with them. That was really good. Um, just about how collaboration is something that's really awesome, and you can't ever see how your programs are oh, going to come to work. I got it. Thank you. You're welcome. So you talk about releasing it. And then opportunities come up, mm-hmm. and somewhere in there, bang, right? Yeah. And so many things happen that way. It's it goes back to perspective. That was a thought. So a lot of times, like you said, we get wrapped up in how. And if it doesn't happen how we want it to happen, we don't do it. Yes. You know, you could come up with a thousand reasons on why you can't do something. I don't have any money. I don't have the time. You know, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. but there's only, there's really only one reason to do something. It's because A, you really want to do it. Or maybe there's two. Or B, you said you was going to do it. Right. I got to do this because I said I was going to do it or I want to. Yeah. And while I was doing my little Instagram post before, you know, arriving, that really hit me because I was like, all the things is speaking into existence. So once you always say the future's behind us, yeah. right? My sister always says the universe has already done for you what you said you wanted to do. It's waiting on you. Mm-hmm. And I, I added that incident and I added what you said about the future's uh, behind us. Um, Speaking stuff into existence is just something that I'm actually beginning to accept. 
Right, shooting star last night. Oh, so oh, all right. So here we go. We're gonna bring it back again. <laughs> Davlin, we're, we're sitting outside, and Davlin's like, "Oh my God, I've never seen this many stars," and I'm like, "Yeah, the last time I seen this many stars, and it wasn't even this many, was when I first moved to Greenville." And while we're having this conversation, Davlin goes, "There's the Big Dipper," very casually. <laughs> And when I tell you, I've I've seen the Big Dipper before, but it's been, hey, do you see that? Very far away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Big Dipper. And if you look really close. So I can't really say I saw it because I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I see it. When I tell you this joint was huge. It was very huge. And I am one to believe because we are closer north. And I might be imagining it. It was definitely bigger here. Than it was when I seen it. And I don't even remember where I seen it when it was really tiny. It might have been in New York. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was taking up half the sky. Yeah. It was huge. And so, of course, the conversation goes into other things that I've never seen in the in the, in the heavens, right? And Davlin goes, she tells me about the time she saw a shooting star. And I'm like, yo, I've never seen a shooting star. And Davlin goes, oh, my God. Da, 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 da. So how, maybe that was an hour later. Hey. We're talking. We're waiting for uh, the guy to come with the, the stuff. We made s'mores. Uh, first time I had a real s'more over the open fire. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, 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 look. A fucking shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> and I look and I'm like, and I, I basically caught it just as it was kind of yeah. dying out or whatever shooting stars do. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I said, God. We'd like to see a shooting star, please. <laughs> God was like, okay. And I'm like, yo, if you see a shooting star. I mean, I didn't know she was over there, you know, praying or, or manifesting the shooting star, right? So I think I probably gave it a little bit of thought. Like, oh, you know, we see a shooting star. Now you see a shooting star. And I, was like, like, I honestly didn't give it much more thought after that. And all of a sudden, there it was. So um, this has definitely been a trip of manifestation. It started from manifestation. It 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 actually it came to to be through the the, cons, the conspiring of those it, within the community and the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of those things that I'm starting to uh, accept is that people are always checking for you, mm-hmm. people are always praying for you, but, but regardless of what you believe spiritually or whatever like that, people are always so someone is always supporting your dreams, someone's always supporting your goals. I would like to believe even people that you may not be in contact with any and anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a couple people that's like, you know, I had Max on my mind today. Lord. <laughs> Max. So, um, I'm very grateful once again, Davin, Uh not only that for the opportunities that I've been afforded since knowing you mm-hmm. um, and working with Speaking Out Barriers and, and, you know, when I left the airport, Lord knows I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then all of these doors began to open up. And the, the hardest thing for me was actually seeing those doors mm-hmm. open up and going through them. And you did. So you'd be like, and did. <laughs> Like folks just be Took doing and is and did. <laughs> and and it's it's so crazy because Ronnie, I talked to Ronnie and and I'm conveying these stories to Ronnie and Ronnie was like, ah, yeah, I was telling this nigga this shit like 
five, six years ago. You know, but we all tend to listen to our friends before we listen to our, well, not all of us. Some people listen to their family before they listen to anybody else. I tend to listen to everybody else before I listen to my family. Because I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, you grow up listening to these people say the same things, and you're like, oh, it's just redundant. They're just trying to say, get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like you meet people that are in, are, are in alignment with other people, especially family, who always support you, even if you fight with them all the time. In the back, I don't, we all have interesting family dynamics. Um, I would like to hope that the majority of us and our family dynamics Family always supports you, always got your back. I know it's not the case for everybody. I know all family members are not like that. But your family got your back, then your friends got your back, and especially the family that you, that you choose mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. your back. Right. If you think about family in a more expansive way, I think you know most of us have someone in our life that we can depend on. Yeah. Now, there are some people who don't, but whew, the hope for them is that yeah. they find them. Facts, facts. Um Another interesting tidbit before we go, because we're, we're wrapping up on my self-imposed um, uh, limit of one hour on these podcasts. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, no, because, bad. you know, where well, we are 48 minutes. So, oh, wow. um, Another thing of speaking things into existence or just doing a thing and you never know how it's going to turn out. So every, most people who listen into the podcast know I do the Mills by Max thing. Uh, also, another thing that was birthed from community friends, traveling, yep. birthdays, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, I got an email one day in my Meals by Max inbox that I hardly ever check um, from, uh, was it Carolina, South Carolina Voyager uh, magazine. It's an online publication. Uh, reaching out to local people who, business people or people doing stuff. And I'm like, how did they get my information? Uh, really Maybe I signed up for something. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, with with a opportunity to interview me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I send back, yeah, I'd be interested, you know. But you may want to send emails to my regular inbox because I really don't check this inbox. A um, couple weeks later, I get another email with a set of questions. Hey, if you could return this back to us in a couple of, you know, a couple of business days, we really appreciate it. I blew it off. It wasn't because I didn't want to do it. I just blew it off. I was like, yo, I was in the middle of something. A couple days after that, hey, we were just reaching out again. Uh, We wanted to make sure you were still interested. So I fill out the questionnaire. Send it back. Again, out of my mind. I get an email maybe two days ago. No. this, This morning. Yeah, yeah. When I woke up this morning, like about six o'clock, um, I just happened to check my phone, see an email. Uh, your interview is now live. Well, when I submitted the question, they did send another email back and say, we'll, we'll get back to you and let you know in a couple weeks when the, when it's going to be live online. Got the email today, live online. Uh, if you haven't seen the post, because I did post and, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so South Carolina Voyager dot com uh if you check out my socials you'll see the links for the article but i said all that to say official interview for meals by max and me as far as the work that i do uh with speaking on barriers with my writing and all stuff so it's i'm at a loss for words believe it or not since i've been talking for 50 minutes um (laughs) to explain how i feel about that happening while we're on this trip alignment 
align it. I kind of want to do my thing. It's <laughs> so exciting. Appreciate it. Appreciate it's exciting to read. Excited to like for you to get it today. you like your face was just alight with joy, and that was fun to see. Yeah, it's still it's still kind of hasn't set in. Um, I appreciate everybody who saw the post on Facebook and commented and showed mad love. I appreciate everybody on Instagram who did the same. Um, I appreciate everybody who was involved in. Uh, giving me the idea to to cook for people as a service. So I'm going to shout out a couple of folks. And please forgive me if I leave you out. I'm going to try my best not to. But of course, Davlin, uh, Cassandra, Shay, CP, Charmel, uh, Marquita. Uh, Marquita. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you in there. Appreciate you. Um and if again, if I left it, oh, you know, my family, Ronnie, Titian, uh, I think Titian supported that goal without really knowing. He's just like, yo, man, I just want you to do your thing, son. So, you know, <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, and everybody, really, who's ordered food, Lacey, um, Dylan, uh, Dominique. Yes. Dominique is the person who gave me confidence in the fact that I maybe I knew what I was doing. Uh, Davlin has given me the ability to try new things and not be afraid to mess them up because we can always improve them. Uh, CP was the one who nudged me along to get it going. Uh, and sometimes I took that not in the best ways. I thought she was being pushy. Um, but she was actually the trial order for Meals by Max. It was a big order. And I remember staying up to three o'clock in the morning to make sure it was done. Um, but I really appreciate all y'all. Um, and I think everyone who I mentioned in support of Meals by Max has been in support of the podcast, has been in support of the work as far as writing, has been in support in you know my personal struggles and triumphs, as it were. Um, so I just want to take the time to really thank all y'all. And, and anybody that I forgot, please, it's just a matter of the mind, not the heart. Um, I just want to say this. I left the message on the thing, but the thing about food is not just food. Uh, you can get food from anywhere. It is the intention behind the food and kind of like the nourishment that you feel coming from the food. It's just a gift. So y'all need to order some meals by Max. I especially like the fried chicken wings and green beans, <laughs> but there are many things that are very delicious. Um, the curry. So uh, yeah, if you want your stomach full and your heart happy, that's what you should do. Uh, thank you, Davlin, for your kind words. <laughs> um, but yeah, check me out. Meals by Max. That's meals underscore by underscore Max on Instagram. Meals by Max, uh, personal catering on Facebook. Uh, or text me if you have my number. Uh, the menu is always evolving, but you know, I always say if there's something on the menu that you want, you don't see it, just ask for it. I probably can make it. Um, but that is kind of it. Um, there will be probably another updated travel podcast because we have a couple more stops to make, but that might be a little bit further down the line, but we'll definitely get that to you. Davlin, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of also your vacation. This is fun. I love it. <laughs> to it's join like, us on the podcast. everything into alignment. I love it. It's like, okay, now it made sense parts of the trip. I will definitely keep you updated on the possible whale watching that we're doing tomorrow. Um, and Davlin, is there anything you want to plug or speak on that's coming up? Um... Yeah, just check out Speaking Now Barriers. Absolutely. Um, and I'm the executive director, and we're always having things happening, uh, especially like poetry. So if you're interested in poetry or you're interested in, you know, changing this world, mm -hmm. join us. We got the fount coming up. Uh, so 
check out the social media posts on my page, but definitely on Speaking Down Barriers page because that's where it all jumps off at. Um, and I've got some stuff coming down the line that I'm trying to establish in the, the creative aspect too. So keep an eye out for that. But once again, this is It Is What It Is, a podcast gumbo featuring Max Lit, guest featuring Davlin Hill this week. So glad you could join us. And we will see you all or hope that you hear us, me, or whoever I got on the show next time. But I am very grateful. My heart is full today. And so I appreciate all the support, love, all that. Bong, bong. See y'all next time.